Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything's fine. Um Wow. It's been a number of you know, it's been a while since I've been here. Well well yeah, it's been a little bit longer than it should have been. Had I've been it's just yeah, I don't wanna say it's been tough, but yeah, ups and downs, you know. Um health-wise and all that um not too bad but then enough not just to make me feel 100 percent. but anyway i'm fine now to the glory of god and you know health is one of those things that you don't value until you don't have it you know i mean there's so many things that we do unconsciously without thinking we breathe we eat we wake up we sleep when you get to a situation when you cannot do any of those normal things eat, sleep, walk, breathe. <laughs> In fact, first of all, even dealing with the panic of not of why am I not able to do all those things, that's, you know, it's um, really something. And it just makes me wonder, one, about the fragility of life and about how, you know, the human existence is so... I don't want to use the word tortured and tormented, you know, complex is a, is, a, is a more diplomatic way to say it, but it's just so, it's just so odd that we, we, we all have in us the feeling, how would I say, the seed of immortality in that we expect to be able to, I mean, I go to bed expecting that I wake up the next morning. I go to bed believing that I should be able to, you know, that I will breathe while I'm sleeping. I expect that I should be able to get up and eat. And I make plans with people today, almost 100% sure that I am going to be able to be present, you know, to fulfill those plans. People invest in things that I'm involved with. You know, people make big decisions just believing that we will all be able to do and, you know, what we say we, we, we can do on one day. Whereas, None of us is in control of that. None of us is in control of it. We're not in control of how we feel or how we will feel, whether we would even be, whether, yeah, whether we will even be there to be able to do those things. We are not. So we are just making commitments in faith. And it's the most bizarre thing to me because it's like all of us, I mean, do you understand? the most bizarre thing and jesus actually talked about this in fact it's funny you know this is why i do this music because this was not at all where i thought this um episode was going to go in fact i had no plan i just felt you know what let me just talk i felt oh i've missed my audience for so long and i was like you know let's just go and have a conversation and i know that this is where god wants us to go there's actually a scripture where jesus talks about this about how when people, you know, how people make plans and we say, oh, I will do this, I will do that and that. Instead of us to say by the grace of God and believe that, you know, and he, he wasn't just saying us saying it in a religious way, but really realizing that without him we can do nothing and that even for people who do not believe in God, it is God that gives them the breath and the life and the sense and the mind and the health and the sanity to continue to not believe that he exists. We, we, we have no control, actually, over our lives, over our environment, over the things that will happen to us today, 
over the things that will happen to us more. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, I mean, of course, when I wake up, I have control over whether I brush my teeth, I go out of the house, whether I, I show up at work, I'm present, I deliver my commitment. But what I'm saying is that, for instance, this week, I was, like, on Monday, I had planned to go out and do a whole lot of stuff. I just woke up and had terrible pain. That was it. I couldn't do anything. I had to, I mean, literally a car was coming for me. The car was, was supposed to have gone to do some stuff. My whole day was just changed. And I couldn't, my whole calendar just set aside. It didn't matter that I had made the plans weeks before or, you know, it just did I mean, and that's why I say we really don't have control in the scheme of things. We can only pray we can only try and we should always i mean you, you won't say because you don't have control that you don't get out of bed you don't do what you're supposed to do but what i mean is that at the end of the day there's just a lot that we don't have control over which is why in business you know we have this management thing whereby we talk about things within our control and when we when we want to fix a situation we focus on what is within our control because if you don't do that first of all you will not do anything and then two or you you keep trying to solve a problem that is not within your control but the first thing i think for everybody is to recognize that there are things outside of your control and when you recognize that you always provide that um opportunity for okay supposing things force major like we say in um, professional terms supposing an unexpected um, out, um thing happened for instance i was supposed to be somewhere at a particular time on the road there was a major accident road was blocked you know and everything i couldn't get through you know whatever or there was very terrible weather no cars could go it wasn't safe to drive or you know whatever it may be or there was a security alert there's you know demonstration a protest or something road blocks road war anything you know so so what i'm trying to get at is that i realize now that I mean, I've always known this, but it's just really making me realize so much the supremacy of God in my life and the need for me to anchor my commitment to him and to what he allows me to do. Because I realize that anything that God is in, is involved in, then it is not likely that certain things would happen to prevent me from doing those things. Do you understand what I'm saying? And even if it does, in quotes, prevent me temporarily, it doesn't prevent me ultimately and even what looks what may have looked like a temporary delay or obstruction will end up working together for my good so eventually and i had like a really important meeting this week which honestly anyone who saw me on monday would have thought that you know there's no way i'm going to make this on wednesday because i was really down and i mean i was in it wasn't even that kind of thing i mean it was so bad that I was being given medication, you know, um, intravenously and all that, and it, it still it still didn't make a difference. You know what I mean? I said, and I knew the strength of what I was being given, and I was like, wow, you know. And they would ask me, oh, how do you feel better? Now? And I, did, I didn't know how to say that, man. I, I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm better, but I'm not as better as I think I should have based on what I know that you are giving me. But anyway, um, so eventually towards the evening i just said to, uh, after i said to myself you know let me just go home because i could just i just felt you know what i can't i'm not gonna spend the whole day here and um i, I said i was mu- i told them i was much better which i was but i wasn't better 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 but i just felt i needed to get home so i got home and then 
I still wasn't feeling better, you know, and I said to myself, then at that point, I just prayed, you know, and I just said to God, I was like, you know what, I just really need you, this is really getting unbearable, and you know, that scripture that says, um, that God will not allow us to be tempted above that which we are able, that with every temptation, he makes a way to escape so that we can bear it, you know, there are a lot of things I don't understand, I don't understand why the world is the way it is, although I, I mean, I understand what the Bible says, I wish things were different, I wish when we got born again and we gave our lives to Christ, everything would change completely. I wish there didn't have to be this situation whereby even though you are still you are born again in Christ and you have the power of God and all of that, but still it is possible for you to still be attacked by certain kinds of things and it would then take your faith to be able to defeat it and that sometimes, you know, <laughs> this whole situation we're in, I wish it wasn't this way. I wish once you just give your life to Christ, everything changes, you know, and you can never be sick again, you can never be hurt, you know. I wish I wish it was that way, but it's not that way. I really wish it was that other way, you know, because I, I for one, I really hate being ill. I hate that feeling of incapacitation, of loss of control. I really hate it. So, and what I'm realizing is that because I hate it that much, I need to really understand how I can live above sickness in the same way that I am learning and God continues to teach me how to live above sin. Because really, these things, the Bible says my people perish um, through lack of knowledge. These things are teachable. Jesus lived above sickness. He lived above sin. So it's possible. You know, it's possible. It's very, very possible. In fact, if you agree that you can live above sin, then you must agree that you can live above sickness. Because both really are, you know, people say, oh, sin is within your control and all of that. But yes, but sometimes sin, sometimes sin actually feels like it can be quite uncontrollable, particularly when it becomes an addiction that has, you know, so it's sin, some, some types of sin are almost as, they're like afflictions. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's it's knowledge and the power of the holy ghost and all of that that helps that person not just walk away from the sin that gives you pleasure but also to continue to choose to walk away every day so you know there's a bit of teaching in that there's a bit of knowledge there's a bit of empowerment by the holy spirit but you still have to i mean sin is like that so yeah granted sickness sometimes um sickness can just come you know you don't really have to have you know there is no it's not as easy to walk away from sickness as it is from sin so i I get that you're right i mean that's true but i also know that it is also possible to live above it why do i say so because jesus did and the bible and jesus himself said that all what he the, the works that he did we will do it also and greater works shall we do because he has gone to his father so Jesus said it. He said, if the same spirit that raised up um, Christ from the dead, in, I mean, Romans 8, 14 says, if, you, if the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body by the spirit that dwells in you. I, I, at least when I look at the life of the apostles, the early church, to a very large extent, I mean, they, they, they lived above sin, and I think they, they understood how to, to deal with sickness. And even though, the, you know, we... we we do not, it doesn't look like the apostles were ever sick. The Bible, I mean, doesn't tell us that. Although, but we do know that Christians did fall ill because in James, we saw that it says, is any of you sick? Let him come to the elders of the church. Let them pray, you know, and prayer of faith will save the sick. If he has done anything wrong, it will be, it seems to be forgiven and all that. 
So it you, you can see from their lifestyle that sickness was not it was not endemic among them. You know, they were not a sickly. It wasn't something that happened often. And um, and when it did, they knew what they needed to do to to help themselves out of it. So anyway, be it unto you according to your faith. For me, if I can, if God can teach me how to live above sickness, how to live above poverty. No, if He can teach me how to live um, above sin, how to live above poverty, then sickness must go. I mean, and yeah, and Jesus says it. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment of our peace was laid upon him. By his stripes we are healed. So, and he says also healing is the children's bread. So, I there's enough in the Bible for me to know that God actually expects us to live a life that is above sickness. And I personally want to because I hate being ill. I hate it. I really, 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 really hate it. I hate it. So anyways, um, so I ended up saying a prayer. And within, you know, within a few, I just felt better. Just like how the Bible says, oh, in the same self, in the same hour, he got his healing. I just, like literally, I, I, I just, I just started feeling better. I was able to then get up, go and eat, which I hadn't been able to do before then and I felt so much better because I just prayed I just prayed from the bottom of my heart I just said God please I need your help I need you whatever you know this I need this gone from me I need this and that was when I now knew that oh so this is why all the medication I was taking wasn't working I needed to address this spiritually as well which made me then you know reflect even more about this you know spirituality versus natural things and all that naturalism and all that and i was saying to someone you know i said my reflection from that incident or that experience was that may i may i have the wisdom of god to know when something needs to or may i continue to pray for the wisdom of god so that i will know when the problem is natural and i need to address it naturally that's with my physical, my natural, you know, like physical acts and of correction and all that, as opposed to when something is spiritual and I need to address it spiritually. Or if it's even a hybrid version that is required, maybe the hybrid should be the standard, you know, for everything, you know, so you, you do what you, need to, what you need to do naturally. But I think sometimes if it's a 100% spiritual issue, sometimes the natural, taking your natural wisdom can also be... Um, can be can be unhelpful it's because i'm beginning to realize that so so that wisdom is key it's key because sometimes some things look like i mean that was typically what i i mean i had been given a lot of strong medication on that day and it should have worked i know because i have been in that situation before and i knew the strength of what i was given this it wasn't it wasn't cutting it it just wasn't you know but when I prayed, so then I knew, I was like, ah, okay. So this was, this required spiritual, this required spiritual intervention as well. So, you know, I, I have made, the last music I made, I, I talked about how I realized that prayer is, I'm now realizing the importance of prayer so much more than I, I, I ever did. And just when when god says pray with pray without season he's not joking the world is so evil the system is so broken it is so 
wired against us, against righteousness, against holiness, against peace, against joy. The devil has been reigning for a long time, so he's built a world system that is just anti-God, anti-man, anti-creation, and anti-everything that is good. So, you need to be really soaked. You and I, we need to be really soaked in the power of God for us to be protected from the evils in the world and the pain and, you know, and even at that, it doesn't mean, you know, you'll be protected. I mean, there's certain things that will still pass through, but at least let it be an overcoming faith experience, you know, I mean, as in walking in the power of God, in the overcoming power of, of, of God, not going through experiences as a victim, yeah, or as, you know, somebody that is being tortured or tormented. No, that's not um, um, God's will or purpose. If it is persecution, even if it's torment for the sake of the gospel, then that's a different category. But then, torment that is just for the sake of, hmm, torment for the, just for the sake of torment. So, um, yeah, there's so much more, there's so much more. And, you know, for me now, I, I just find that one has to just be more into the word of God by yourself because to be honest I, I, I don't see so much so much um, effort happening to help people to really grow in spiritual formation and maturity and understanding how to use the word of God and how to skillfully deploy the sword of the spirit which is the word of God I'm not seeing a lot of that all I'm just seeing is you know Prayer cues for miracles, short-term solutions, short-term solutions, nothing to really build you into a firebrand Christian, you know, a towering presence for God and somebody that becomes even a source of help to other people. You know, I'm I'm not seeing too much of that. So if you are a Christian that you desire to be that kind of um, Iroko tree, you know, of God's blessings, you have to do the work by yourself. That's what I'm finding. You have to get into the Bible yourself. You have to follow God in prayer have a daily discipline of prayer and praise and studying the word of God, writing notes, praying over the word of God, taking the word of God, confessing it, applying it, you know, just making yourself a student and a, a an apprentice of the word of God and of the Holy Spirit. You have to do that heavy lifting yourself. Otherwise, one will remain a baby, a babe forever because nobody's, from what I can see, from a lot of the you know sermons that I hear, there is not much attempt. And maybe, maybe, maybe those sermons, maybe they're happening and it's not happening on Sunday morning, you know, but the Sunday morning sermons, in fact, even the midweek. So let's, let's assume that there are places where the more intense sermons are taking place. But most of the ones that I see recorded online, they're very light touch because people are facing serious issues. You know what I'm saying? Serious health issues, mental health, spiritual health issues, physical health issues, these are not things that you just paper over with some superficial gospel. You really need to get into the meat of the word of God, the authority of the believer, who God is, what does he say, power over darkness. You know, you you have to have those things. And we can't continue to be Christians who are in the waiting line, waiting for the man of God to anoint him to touch us when we are already anointed. And by the way, the anointing is for the people who are unsaved. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's supposed to confirm the word of God in the lives of those who are yet to receive him. But what you find now is that it's the Christians that are in the healing lines. It's the Christians that are praying for God's miracles. 
the Christians that are looking for people to mediate between them and God and looking for power, you know, to be able to resolve God's problem. That That is not Bible New Testament um, model at all. What we see in the early church was that immediately every believer got received Christ, they became missionaries and they became life changers. And that's because they were taught that way. So they became carriers of the blessings and the power of God to be able to help other people, to help the church community and to minister the gospel to others as well. They became world changers. So everything that they received of God from then on was to make them a blessing to others. And not just financially, but spiritual blessing to others. That's the kind of Christian community I would love to live in. That's the kind of Christian community that I pray for. I think my life, if I speak for myself, my life on earth would have been much more fulfilling if I was part of such a Christian community. And I know that's asking for a lot because there can be no church like the early church. The early church was unique. We know that. But I, I have been part of a Christian community that was very close to that when I was in um, university. So I know it is possible. It's just that unfortunately such purist Christian communities are very difficult to find out, to find now. And maybe they still only exist in the community of the young and the ideal. You know what I mean? So I'll leave it at that. I have no idea what I'm going to call this musing. But thank you very much for staying with us on this. At the end of the day, I know the Lord will do that which He alone can in our lives. He's the one that, you know, builds us up for His purpose and He's made Himself available to us so we can reach out to Him at any point in time. And the challenge that we all have is desiring Him enough and, you know, being willing to put in the work to spend time with Him, to love Him, to care for Him, and to learn of Him and to be strengthened by Him. So may all our hearts' desires concerning him, concerning our lives on earth, be fulfilled also his glory. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.